Secrets about life, love, hidden mysteries, spirituality, frequency, energy healing, science, alternative health, money and abundance, and much, much more. Secrets that most others don't know, but are now here being revealed to you. Listen carefully and be open to learning the secret to everything. The views expressed on the secret to everything are not necessarily those of the host, co-host, or our guests. All medical information discussed is for informational purposes only and not intended to diagnose or prescribe for any disease or condition. Please contact your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. By listening to this show, you have agreed to the terms and conditions outlined at drkimberlymcgeorge.com. And as always, we thank you for listening to the show. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. latest edition of The Secret to Everything. I am Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and as usual, it is my privilege and my pleasure to be with you today. And I'm super excited because I am a diehard entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur since, or as my daughter says, I think the current term is solopreneur, but I've been a solopreneur since I was selling lemonade and Girl Scouts cookies and who knows what else and trying to scam my brother and sell him my bubble gum. So I'm really excited about today's topic. We are going to be talking to an extremely successful uh, person named Mr. Jason Canigan. And just let me share a little bit about him and then I have a couple things to chat with you guys about before we bring him on the air. But Jason is the president of Sales on Fire. I encourage you to go to his website or just drop that in and Google him because it's pretty interesting. He is a business strategy consulting firm, and he focuses on a lot of different things. Today, in particular, we're going to be talking about 
the mindset of the entrepreneur. And I love that. There's actually a little bit of controversy we can talk about here in the consciousness world about mindset. Some people are big fans of mindset and some people are not. I imagine probably we're splitting hairs uh, you know, with some of those opinions, but we will dig in. And I have a lot of great questions to ask Jason. And he's got a lot of, I think, probably really practical things that you guys can take to the bank and use as you begin your businesses or grow your businesses this year. So we are going to talk to him in a few minutes, but I wanted to talk to you guys about a couple things. I always forget to mention that we're just wrapping up the opportunity to have a free Aura scan and if you go to my website at secrettoeverything.com, you will have the opportunity to put in a little bit of information, send us a picture, send us your birth date, and have your very own Aura scan that will tell you a little bit about you. And I'm all about frequency. I'm all about energy, all about all of that stuff. And you can learn more about yourself by taking advantage of that. We are going to be wrapping up that gift soon and offering probably a free chakra scan or something equally delightful. So I do want to encourage you to go take advantage of that. I want to talk to you a bit as we head into the new year about breath. And when we think about breath, you guys are like, yeah, we have a stuff that we don't think about that we breathe in and out in our lungs. But I want you to think about breath more as taking the space and connecting not just with your physical breath, but really giving yourselves the breath in your lives to go into creation. And so much of what I think Jason probably teaches and what Jason and I are going to talk about has to do with really literally breath and creation. And a lot of times when we're complaining and saying, you know, I'm so frustrated and I don't have time to do this and I don't have time to do that or accomplish my projects or... I never find time to, you know, write that book or do the things I'm dreaming about doing. I often think it's because we are literally not breathing. I want you guys just to think a little about that concept. I want you to remember, too, that the human physical form is really just a container. Some people might call it a channel. And really, we're a little more than that. We're a channel. We're a receiver. We're a transmitter. But all of that runs kind of on this alternating current of what? Of our breath. And so as you breathe in with a lot of focus and power and steadiness and breathing in from the center of your body and the center of your being and your gut, you know, we've taught a class called the gut feeling. There's a lot to that. And as you breathe out, you actually do pull in energy up from the earth through your body, through your chakras, through your meridians, and it can give you energy and it can help stimulate creation. And as we breathe out, a lot of people are like, okay, well, now you're draining your energy back into the earth, back down through the chakras. But really, it's supposed to kind of like do a loop-de-loop, and it's supposed to feed your energy loops and feed the power of creation and feed the third eye and the things that you can see and the things that you can hear and the things that you can know. So I really encourage you to play with this concept of breath as we go into this new year. And at the same time, lots of fear-mongering going on. I know you guys are tapping into it in the media. You shouldn't be tapping into it in the media, but I know that some of you are. I know that you're hearing a lot of, you know, FEMA this and earthquakes and disasters and all kinds of things uh, coming up and that you can really get caught up in that. But if you're really living inside breath, you're also living inside the center of your being. And what goes with that is this beautiful peace. And then you can begin to live from creation and excitement and not go where everyone else is going into fear. You can also be an encouragement to those around you and say, hey, I'm really excited about the possibilities of this year. And we are really excited about the radio show and all the wonderful guests that we're going to have on. So when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking to Mr. Jason Kanigan and digging into the mindset of the entrepreneur.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. Welcome back to The Secret to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and with the famous Jason Canigan. Thank you so much for being with us on The Secret to Everything, Jason. Thank you, Dr. Kim. Pleasure to be here. And you have a very, very impressive resume. And one thing I love about you that I'm going to share with our audience and ask you a couple questions about is uh, I love the fact that when you were 26 which is still pretty young, you had 150 people working for you in a big, big position of authority. So let's go back a little bit before that. How did you end up having such a, you know, so many people and having this great leadership position over so many people so young? Well, I went to school for factory management uh, it's operations management, which is process engineering, continuous improvement, that kind of thing. And uh, I wanted to use that skill set, but when you get out and you're 22, 23 years old, nobody wants to let you fly the plane. <laughs> they, uh, they think you're young. And <clears throat> the, the issue there was I had the self-concept that I wanted to be this factory manager. Uh, so I did uh, my first job for a couple years, and when I got to 24, uh, I ran into a guy who I, I was reporting to him, um, and, and I actually forget his last name, but I'm <laughs> happy to have met him because uh, he irritated me. He uh, he told uh-huh. me I had to he uh, he told me I had to pay my dues, and uh, and kind of knuckle under and you know put my time in before I could get a management role. And the funny thing was I had gone uh, and been taught by people who had had supervisory positions at young ages. And so I had seen examples of the fact that you could actually get a role like that. So I kind of told that guy to stuff it and and quit that job and said, I'm going to be a uh, factory manager as my next job, come hell or high water. And I was 24 years old. It was November, uh, and it took me till April. And I used some um, techniques that I think we'll, we'll probably end up talking about in more depth a little later in the show to get on the radar, and, and that's all I did was uh, apply for factory management jobs, and I got one. <laughs> and uh, and it's, it's kind of proof in the pudding that the universe tends to take you at face value. You know, if you, have, if you have some skill to back it up and you keep saying, no, I want this thing, I want this thing, I want this thing, and that's it, uh, then, then you tend to get that result. <laughs> and so by, by April, uh, when I was 25, I was uh, in my first plant manager job. I had a 24-7 operation, three shifts, about 35, 40 people uh, that, that were working for me there. Uh, and I did that for a while, and then I moved on to uh, my next larger business, which was a, a high-end garment factory. Uh, and that's where, actually, they created that job for me. There was a director of manufacturing, and uh, I put in 
the document uh, to get his attention, and he went and created the the job for me right after that. So uh, it's it's really a lot about going back to mindset, how you see yourself. If you see yourself as the janitor, you're not going to try and get a job like that. But if you see yourself as bigger and better than that, then you're going to go for it. And I love that you brought that up. We have a lot of entrepreneurs listen to our program, and I have a lot of clients who are entrepreneurs and business owners. And one of the things I noticed right away about you is what I would call an intention statement or just a statement, how you said, you know, this is what I always say you have to know what you want to get what you want. And you knew young, at least at that moment, you know, that's what in time, that's what you decided you wanted. And you, it feels to me like you stated that whether it was in your mind or whether it was out loud, doesn't matter. Thoughts have the same energy as spoken word, although spoken word can be a little more powerful sometimes, but it's interesting that you kind of stated that. And when you, if you guys rewind that and listen to him saying that, there's some power behind that. You really believed that that was attainable. Like you said, you didn't mm-hmm. really believe that you were going to be in, you know, whatever the lower position you were in. You were like, I kind of feel like, and maybe it's the, I don't know, innocence of the young, but you were just like, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this job. And, and then you took the action steps, I assume, obviously, along mm-hmm. with your connections and networking to go after that. You didn't just sit around chanting, I'm going to be a factory <laughs> manager. You know, there was a little more to it than that, correct? Right. Uh, if you want to get into that, we can. Yeah, let's dig into that. Um, so you have, I just want everyone to know, you have this beautiful background and eventually you went into more of a, a business called, and you call it, um, that is your current business, Sales on Fire, and where you help other people using mindset and I believe other tools as well, um, kind of maybe discover what they'd like to do and then actually see that come into fruition in their lives and in their businesses. And you do that, I'm sure, in a wide variety of ways, which we'll get to Um within the program and toward the end of the program as well. But let's let's go back because you've thrown out the word and I threw out the word or we threw down the gauntlet of the word mindset. And first of all, I want to ask you, so we're all on the same page. What is your definition of mindset? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Uh, the key thing there is, is like how you're feeling and thinking about yourself. And that comes right out of your beliefs. And the kooky thing is, as you get, more and more involved in this and, and in the process of self-discovery, you believe you, you, you discover that everything you believe is actually fake. It's all, it's all a lie. It's all untrue. Amen. Or it's all, or it's all completely valid because you're taking it seriously. Right? So I believed at, at 24 that I could be, a, and, and I ought to be a, a plant manager, a factory manager. And I was going to use those skills that I had learned uh, at university. And, that's, that's what I went after. So that belief enabled me to think and feel about myself in that direction of intention that we were talking about so that I could take action. You see, when, when people don't believe in themselves or they don't have a self-concept that's supportive of whatever target they kind of think that, uh, that they want, maybe they won't take action on it. And it, and it's kind of depressing because even if you have a ton of technical knowledge, you still won't take the action. So it really is important to get these beliefs in line first. And that usually means introspection and really uncovering some stuff about yourself that you might not even like. You might not enjoy discovering that. And that's a bit scary. Okay. And that, that process never really ends. I've got a, a new friend who's really good in, in handwriting analysis. And I thought about it and I, I, I messaged him today and I said, Jeremy, if you, if you uh, would care to do this analysis for me, I'm willing to do the handwriting, right? I'll send you the, whatever it is that you want to analyze. And the risk there is we might uncover something that he doesn't like about me or I don't like about me. Right. But you have to be willing to do that. So mindset is really about getting your beliefs in order so that you think and feel good about yourself so that you'll take the action that you need to take. You really said a lot more than I think maybe the audience realizes that you you said right there. You really you really shared quite a bit. Um, uh, I don't even know really where to start. I, I love the purity of that. I love the authenticity of that because what I find 
Uh, and what I used to find, the energy has shifted a little bit, but what I used to find was people really wanted the quick fix and they're like, you know, they listen to the telesummit and buy these packages or go to healers or psychics or, or business coaches, you know, or marketing experts who, you know, whatever floated their boat and their needs were, and they really wanted, you know, the fairy dust. They wanted the Mm. magical fairy godmother and they wanted them to say, you are wonderful. That's a wonderful concept. You don't need to change anything. Your website's perfect. You don't need to invest any money. don't need to, you know, have a staff or hire any further staff. You just need to be you, beautiful you, change nothing, and millions will rain, you know, down into your business and your business will grow and everything will be okay. And it's kind of like what I call it, you know, it's the fairy tale. And I do believe business can be a fairy tale. But I love what you said because what you're really talking about is what I teach on a consistent basis. I teach rigorous, consistent self-examination, especially if you're in a management position, especially if you're a CEO. And I don't care if you are a solopreneur and and you're it and you're everything, or if you have a small staff, or if you have millions of people that work for you. I still think that that being willing to take the risk that you might uncover something that is what disruptive to your energy, you know, negative emotions, negative thought. I, I actually, and we'll get into this and it feeds in really wonderful with what we're talking about, but I ran uh, my technology on the collective consciousness of the Exone audience, which is everyone that's listening now, everyone that's listening to whatever station you're picking this up on or that ever will. And it was so interesting, some of the mindset beliefs, which we'll get into later. I'm kind of leaving that as a teaser if you guys want to know what the group average mindset belief is. It's very fascinating. And I know you're going to have a lot to say about it too, Jason. But but you have to be willing to do that. Every time I run a scan or I look at it, my RF photo or I go to someone like you, I have to tell you, Jason, I'm a little bit afraid. Yep. Because don't think I don't know some of my weaknesses that are still weaknesses in how I run my business, in who I hire, in my inability to have boundaries, in my marketing strategy. And it's rough. Sometimes even when you're paying someone, I think it's rough to what I call take the hit. I teach my people to lean back and take that hit. And it becomes that faithful wound, wouldn't you agree, whether it's personal or to your business. And if you are having that handwriting analysis, your friend may be, may be like, you're jacked up. Like, I can't yep. believe how yep. intense you are or how jealous you are. And I'm not saying you are. But um, people always think I'm saying that because they're like, you're psychic. Are you saying Jason? No. This, I'm just throwing out words. Um, but, you know, and that hurts. You, you know, we want to go and I imagine, and you, maybe you have stories, but even people that have paid you possibly have gotten offended or stopped working with you because they might get more than they bargained with you. Am I right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, I tried my best to screen for that when I'm qualifying my prospects uh, to decide whether I should let them become a client or not, no matter how badly they might want to. But yeah, that, that truth telling, you know, you got to take the, the hits with the, the good stuff, you know, the praise, right? And the only way to grow is to uncover those limiting beliefs, which are over there in the shadow, and you haul those out into the sunlight, and then you walk around them. Because if you don't know what they are, these limiting beliefs will tie you up in knots, and they will restrict you, and you won't even know that it's happening. And we could have, just for an example, a limiting belief that... Uh, Oh, you don't move away from your family. You don't move away from your parents, let's say. That's a very strong limiting belief, at least in in America and and where I'm from in in Canada. People don't travel a whole lot. Most people stay pretty close to where they were born. Well, why? Right? That's, That's a limiting belief, and it is restricting who you come into contact with, who you work with. Uh, Even a decision about where you live is huge because the majority of people that you run into every day will be local, right? So you're, you're only running into people at the local gas station and grocery store and that. And so it really restricts what, what restaurant do you go to for dinner? All this stuff is tied up in mindset. And it's so odd how just a few decisions, if you look at the 80-20 rule or what's called um, Pareto's Law, a small number of decisions will actually result in the majority of the reality you experience. And so if we could uncover those few limiting beliefs that create most of our reality and consciously choose to change them, we could get a huge effect, right? We could get a huge change in in the reality that we experience. Oh, gosh, you just really set up, uh, you know, each of these topics as we bring up this energy, you and I both know we could uh, share 
thousands of stories and very practical tips on each. These are big, big subjects. And I love one thing you just said about being tied and held by our limiting beliefs. And I think the first step is being willing to open yourself up to discovering them, two, to learning exactly what they are, and three, to doing something about it. So we'll be back to talk about a lot more. We're going to get really nitty-gritty practical with Jason a little bit on the spot when I share some limiting beliefs, and maybe he can help us untangle and uh, have some suggestions for us. When we come back right here on The Secret to Everything with Jason Kanigan and Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. everything and we are talking about the mindset for you know and and we're talking about the mindset for an entrepreneur a business owner but we're actually talking about really the mindset for daily living and we are here with Mr. Jason Kennegan and he is an expert on mindset I believe he's actually an expert on a lot more I think he's being extremely humble and modest because I can tell by talking to him he is a man that I resonate with and that he understands the flow of energy and whether he would say it in these words or not, frequency, manifestation, and all the stuff we love to talk about here on The Secret to Everything. So thank you so much for being with us, Jason. You bet, Dr. Kim. <laughs> I think and, starting uh, off uh, with uh, with Bob Proctor's um, You Were Born Rich, you were talking about frequency just there, is, is a great training. It's still on YouTube. Oh, wonderful. So there you guys go. Practical, something you can do and you listen to the rest of the program and then you can Mm -hmm. put that on your, uh, you know, break list or to-do list. Thank you for sharing that. I love, you know, to-do things that we can share with the audience. So I have so much I want to talk to you about and ask you about, but I promised I would throw out a couple of what we call programming or belief systems or mm-hmm. um, emotional causes even uh, that could be holding people back. And I kind of want to throw out a couple of these and see if they resonate with what you're seeing with the clients you work with and in the general public and even maybe in your own life. So some of the things that came up for the uh, consci- whole consciousness of the Exxon audience was a lack of creation energy. Does that surprise you? A lack of creation energy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, so the first thing my mind jumps to there is, uh, is, is a definition, because I'm always big on defining your terms. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, and, and we should do that um, because the clarity about what we're intending is important. So creation, to me, comes in two forms. There's synthetic creation, and then there's uh, sort of legitimate creation, which would be like uh, making a, a plant out of nothing or something like that, right? Synthetic creation would be taking two ideas that already exist and sort of mashing them together into something that's sort of new. Um, and I do a lot of synthetic creation in my business. What, hmm, I guess this goes back to an article that I was quoted in in Inc. Magazine a few years back uh, where I talked about um, productivity and that. And, and what it comes down to, again, this goes back to knowing yourself and learning yourself. And we all know we have different energy at different points during the day. And I can tell you my pro- productivity shot up when I discovered this idea of uh, golden hours. Uh, and my golden hours, I have two sets. One is in the morning between about 6 a.m. and eh, 10 or 11. By then, I'll, I, I do all my synthetic creation work then, all my grunt work. Uh, so nothing super creative. I won't do copywriting, for example, during that time, unless it's really sort of brain-dead copywriting. Uh, but, but activity stuff, blog posts, things like that, I can do that during that time. If I want to do truly creative, some really cool copywriting, uh, then I'll do that starting around 8 or 9 at night and going on until midnight or 1 in the morning. And so that... If you don't know that and you try and do your creative copywriting, let's say if you're a copywriter, that's somebody who writes advertising, uh, at 10 a.m. and your golden hours are at 9 p.m. to midnight, yeah, you're going to have trouble tapping into that. I think, I think you will really have trouble. Um, but it, when it comes down to creative energy, I think it's like a battery, and I, and I also think that you have to get practice in tapping into that battery. If you just try and go from if you're driving a car from, from zero to a hundred miles an hour in 10 seconds, you're going to have a problem with that, right? You really have to get used to putting that pedal to the metal and, and getting in gear and feeling 
like what it's like to be fired up. I mean, I quit drinking alcohol five years ago, so I don't, I don't use that as a stimulant for writing. Uh, but what I will do is, um, is I might have like two or three cups of coffee <laughs> and then <laughs> I still smoke a pipe sometimes. So I might, and then I might smoke, uh, some tobacco after that to calm myself down. So I'll crank myself up, calm myself down. And that gets me to a level where, uh, I'm able to write creatively. And I, I would say it's an artificial way of doing it and maybe not the best way of doing it, but I know that it works. And so if I combine that with the time that I know uh, I'm, I'm usually creative, that usually gets me very, very good results. That's not just golden hours. That's like your magic formula for <laughs> for high productive success. You know, that's awesome. I love, I love how practical you are. It's super... It's super incredible. I accidentally discovered my, um, you know, golden hours or whatever. It's so funny. I always say after two, I'm telling you, Jason, it is like a tank. That's why this is great time for me to be doing something like this where I don't have to be like really sharp. I always do all my grunt work stuff in the morning because I'm like high energy and I'm like, let's get this done and I can right. be really detailed. And then as the day goes on, it is like a sharp, steep, 90 degree almost decline. I just start tanking, not so much in energy or tiredness, but I guess you would say in focus and concentration. And Mm -hmm. I kind of do a similar thing. I have this little routine where I go fill my diffusers with like, you know, power essential oils and I make my, uh, I'm half English. So I make this like super strong double cup of tea. You guys will, if you're, you you guys will know if you're tea drinkers, kind of like your pipe thing. I've got my own, I've got my own secrets. You know, I get all jacked up and I I work and I drive through and I probably accomplish two days work before two o'clock. But then I've learned really, I need to call it a day. And then same as you after dinner, I'm kind of in a different space, but I do kind of what I call my, my fun things, which it might be research or it might be, um, putting together slides, you know, things I consider kind of the more icing, not making the cake, but kind of icing the cake or maybe even eating the cake. So if you guys, I love it. It's so brilliant. How many people, I think it, I think one thing that you're talking about that I really love is living in that present energy and taking the time again, I was talking about breath, but going to someone like you or taking one of your programs or hiring someone to maybe stand outside yourself and say, I've never consciously thought about how I'm running, whether it's a big, you know, brick and mortar business or whether it's an online business or whether it's your life. I've never consciously thought about biorhythms you know, what works for my brain? What works for my body? What can I do to um, tweak that? You know, some of us don't have maybe the freedom you and I do, Jason, to create our own mm-hmm. schedule and to roll with that. But how can we work within what we have to be more productive or be more creative or be more relaxed, whatever our thing is? So again, you're so practical. And I wish you could have gotten in a bigger magazine than Inc. I'm a little disappointed about that. But otherwise, <laughs> good job. Um, you know, we want to bring you guys this. This guy, I wish we, this was a call-in show because I am telling you, Jason, this would be burnt up with questions. You are awesome. So again, we really appreciate you being here. So let me throw out another one to you. I love how you just open up. I love that you're so energetic because I just throw out something and we can go a million places and it gets really practical. So a couple other things that came up for this group that I think really resonates with the planet, to be honest, is the belief, and this can come from a million places, I am afraid to be heard and I am not safe. Those are powerful ones, right? Yes, very very common limiting beliefs. Um, I don't have the I'm afraid to be heard one, and I don't think I ever have. Uh, (laughs) So it's hard for me to, um, you know, resonate or empathize with that. Like, I'll feel sorry for you, but I'm also not going (laughs) to get down into the pit with you. I'll give you a ladder um, and help you out. I, I guess we've been taught growing up, children should be seen and not heard, right? There's all kinds of limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Don't make too much noise. And I'm a guy. So again, it's very difficult for me to understand this, but I, I have heard that a lot of women grew up as girls and were told, be passive, be submissive, stay out of the way. And, and I think that's horrible. <laughs> it just is wrong. And so there's all these, again, limiting beliefs secretly installed into your mind. And, and you, then you walk around as if they're real. And, and so it limits you. And I hope people are starting to, to get the idea or get the vision of, oh, wow, 
that's there, right? People have limiting beliefs about money, about food, about all kinds of things. And so the same thing there uh, about the idea of being safe. Uh, when, when, how much is enough? How much is enough money to feel safe? How much, mm-hmm. do, what revenue do you need, mm-hmm. right? To buy the things to surround yourself with to feel safe. What, what does it mean to, I feel safe all the time. I'll go out in the middle of the night into a, a park and go for a walk in the dark. And there's a, there's a section of a park I'm thinking of right now that is pitch black. At, at night, and I have no problem walking through there because I know nothing's going to happen to me. Uh, and if I did have a problem, I guess there, uh, I have some martial arts training or something. But I just don't think anything is going to happen, and I don't think that's naivety. I think that's intention again. Uh, that that you go there and you, you tend to get what you believe right is to be true, which is something that we talked about early in this this discussion. And so it's dangerous to walk around going, oh, my gosh, I'm afraid all the time I'm going to get attacked. I'm not, I'm not safe, right? So that, uh, I think, is a belief that should be worked on, especially the, the, uh, the one about safety, okay? And really digging, like, what makes you feel unsafe? Who makes you feel unsafe? Uh, because you might trace it back to somebody telling you something when you were three years old or four years old. And now when you run into somebody who looks like that person, you, you get that chill, you know, and, and this stuff is real. It, this stuff happens and it affects you on a daily basis and it will make you turn away from options that you otherwise could have. A lot of this is if you get in the right mindset, you will have options available to you that are not available to regular human beings. And it's not because you have superpowers. It's just because you can see it. You, you can see that, hey, I could do that. You, again, everything you say, I love, I love how everything you say, I tend to ramble and get all emotional and passionate. And I love, I love you. You're like a straight arrow. You just shoot it. Maybe it's a Canadian thing, but you just like shoot so straight and clear. And I, I love the clarity that you bring to the things. I want to take what you, one really powerful thing that you said, I want to take it to a deeper layer. And you said, these things are very real. And absolutely, you know, I know you guys think, you know, I'm not using my, I could, but I'm not using my psychic ability to kind of scan the audience and say what the belief systems are. These beliefs are very real because they actually, and you know this, that thoughts have substance, words have substance. They actually have a specific frequency. Therefore, they can be read by high tech equipment. We live in the highest tech age. We have technology far beyond what you guys even know about. And thankfully, I'm, I have access to some of the more cutting edge stuff, but literally I can scan and the belief in the group consciousness or your individual field or even yours. That would be interesting. I'm just teasing. But, um, or mine and pull those out. And so what we want to do, like you were saying, is we want when those come up, we don't want to just say, you know, stuff it back down and say, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep being afraid. I'm going to keep being afraid to go to the park. I'm going to, one thing I picked up that I disagree with, everyone lives in so much fear and they're like, oh, there might be a terrorist attack. Oh, flying. Oh, driving. Oh, you know, yeah. like you said, you can stay in your safe little radius. And we have a family joke about that because some of my relatives have family compounds. That's what we call them. But I have found as I travel, and I'm sure you have too, that People are very wonderful and loving and interesting, and it's super fascinating and fun if you actually go with the I am safe, I am supported. Most people are loving. Most people are kind. Most people are generous. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Um, Who is it who said, you know, you have a choice, right? You can live in a, a combative universe or you can live in a friendly, supportive universe, and it's your choice. And that belief, that core belief there will filter things. It will show you things and not show you things based on that belief to support your, your cognitive bias, right? And so you'll walk around and you'll, you'll actually create events that will in, enforce or reinforce that belief that you have. So yeah, again, I, very absolutely. dangerous, very dangerous yeah. to walk around going, oh my gosh, life is so scary. And, uh, and it, that's the reason why I really stopped watching the news. I, I didn't care to inundate my subconscious with garbage. And we'll that- be right back with Jason after the break on Secret to Everything. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well, then meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting edge 
breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and Jason Canigan. And we thank you so much for being with us, Jason. You are absolutely a brilliant light. And I love that you are so sensitive to all the wonderful things. We love to talk about energy and frequency and manifestation. And you and I may speak of a little bit different words, but I think we're talking about exactly all the same concepts. So I know that after this show, and I still have some other questions I want to ask you, but I want to make sure people can know how they can connect with you and maybe some of the things that you offer. So I'm going to let you kind of talk about if I were to call you up or go to your website, what am I going to find? What kind of person um, would come to your website? Who are you seeking to reach and help? The person I can best help has a self-confidence already. If, if a person's worried and, and uh, really not willing to help themselves, there's not much I can do because, again, uh, we cannot change other people. You have to change yourself. I have to change myself, right? And so while I could give away a bunch of free stuff, and I do, that, uh, that could help people, uh, the person who I can work with is the one who is willing to make those changes, willing to look at themselves, willing to see everything, you know, good and, and the dark and and get those limiting beliefs out into the, the sunlight. So I have a blog. It's called salestactics.org. And there I concentrate on a lot of business-related stuff. We look at copywriting, sales training, sales process engineering, and mindset. And get into whatever I feel like talking about, essentially. Uh, I also have a series of uh, sales tactics videos uh, and a lot of those are free. They're, they're up there on YouTube. And you can get to them uh, just by going to YouTube and, and looking for that or looking for my channel. Uh, another good site I think people could go to is jasoncanigan.org. Uh, there is a jasoncanigan.com, and that's corporate services and that. It's a lot of testimonials, some interviews, and that kind of thing. But jasoncanigan.org is my video blog, and there I've posted a lot of uh, articles and, and videos that relate to what we're talking about today. So if you're competent at what you do, if you're really good at, at doing what you do, and you've already sold that thing. So, you know, if, if you're comfortable with selling it and that, but you know that you could help a, a higher level of client and you want to make, frankly, higher fees for doing so in exchange for what you're giving there, uh, then that's the kind of person that I can best help. I love that. And I know there's a lot of people that are wanting to up-level and they don't know how. And I'm so glad I have you to refer people to because a lot of people come to me and I'm like, I am only one person. Yes, I could do that. But um, my focus is different things. So I love having energy-sensitive people that are intuitive and very skilled in their field and very experienced to help people. So I am going to be sending some people to you. You may regret being on this show. You'll be like, ah, I have to buy, I have to hire 10 new people <laughs> because Dr. Kimberly keeps sending me people. So um, I'll be happy to refer people to you. I know that's a huge, huge uh, need in the communities that I'm in anyway. So who is one of your, I'd say, let's be specific. Let's ask you, who is one of your business role models? Hmm. <laughs> this is interesting because it gets into kind of a division again. There's people I admire for their competence, competence sure. and then there's Should people I, I admire for their image, right? And uh, so, like, Mark Cuban's a guy that I would admire for his image, right? He's done a very good job at that. I'm not sure how sensitive he is, for example. 
Um, <laughs> if we were to stick with the, the Shark Tank thing, uh, Herkovich is pretty good. Um, I feel that he has more of a, of a sensing nature. He cares more. Uh, and he's, he's kind of less flippant than that. So, Let's you know, use, we love, we love well, you Elon mentioned Musk. The sharks. Let's use the sharks as sure. just for a minute, because I actually, oh, you know, as far as 3D business world, I think they're pretty amazing, you know, at some of their insight. What do you think as a whole, looking at them as a collective, made them so extraordinarily successful. Do you think there is any common thread that just jumps out at you, or do you think it's very individual? You know, Barbara is different from, you know, Mark is different from, you know, everybody else. So do you think there's a couple common threads you can pull out really quick, which I would say you probably have too, and maybe I even do, um, that kind of weave through that group of people? Because a lot of people can relate to that. Sure. I mean, they've gotten a lot of exposure being on TV, right? And we've gotten to see them over and over again. And I mean, that's them in a role too. That's not them going out for dinner with you. That would be a different experience. But, uh, but they definitely have clear ideas about who they are as individuals, right? When you look at what a shark does, what a shark offers, a shark offers a distribution channel, access to that distribution channel, whether it's Walmart shelves or QVC. They are offering to hook up your product with their distribution channel. And, and they're very clear about who they are and what they work with and what they won't work with. And so that's why you'll see them say, Damon does this a lot. You'll just see them say, this isn't a field that, that I work in, so I'm out. Right? And so they're very clear where those boundaries are. Uh, they also have a very good sense of time management and how they're spending their energy. You can, you can see that. Right? They're not going to goof around. They're not going to go into situations where they're not sure if they can provide value. If they know that it isn't right, then they'll, they won't get into it. They'll just get, <laughs> get out of it and say, that's it, we're not going there. So I think clarity of purpose, clarity of, of value are two great starting points for all of them. That's so interesting because I had a friend once who came to me and she said, um, can you make me you? And I'm like, you wouldn't want to be. No, no, no. Don't do that to yourself. But, mm-hmm. but seriously, I thought, no. And she said, well, what can you make me? Can you make me, you know, can I get on all the same shows as you? Can I make the same amount of money as you? Can I talk about the same things? Can I specialize? Again, another really, really keen and brilliant observation, Jason, because it is so true. I teach people, and I, I assume you do as well by using that illustration. I teach people that the lowest hanging fruit is sticking with what you are passionate about. You were kind of saying the sharks stay in their own lane. And most of us are familiar with that expression. And I teach people to first get really good at their lane, get really good at driving their car. Then if they want to go on vacation and venture off and, you know, at a certain, at a certain amount, and you know this, Jason, at a certain point of success, what is one of the payoffs of success? And that can be financial security. That can be time, time freedom and a number of other things. But one of the payoffs to me, and I imagine to you, is we have a little more freedom, a little more wiggle room, a little more choice. Um, some things we've automated, some things we've hired staff to take care of, or some things are evergreen products or books. You understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So then we can kind of say, hey, I'm going to try this kind of wild and crazy thing. And it doesn't derail the whole business or it doesn't, you know, affect your income flow. But I love that you said that there is something to honing a skill and getting really, really good at one or two or even three things. But, you know, um, just like you, you're really, really good. I imagine at assessing the overall picture of a business, I imagine sales and marketing and, and you're also intuitive. So you use your intuitive skills, but you are using your experience kind of the low hanging fruit. And I don't mean that insulting. I mean, in a compliment way, would you agree? I hope so. <laughs> I've been doing it for a while now. So what, what we really, or at least what I really want to do when I'm working with someone is, is identify some key limiting beliefs, get them to see them and then get them to consciously change them to where they want to be. So we might look at money tolerance which is kind of a temperature read of how do you feel about money, which is an energy rating, right? How much you feel you deserve. And so the question there is, what do you think of is a lot of money? And I really want to make sure that we get that question across to the listeners. 
before the end of the program. Ask yourself, what is a lot of money to me, to yourself? And find out the answer to that and get real on it. Because if you discover that uh, $500 is a lot of money, it's going to be very difficult for you to sell, bring in revenue, and even spend, uh, say, $10,000. You're going to be very touchy about that. And this, this again, money is... Money is energy. Currency is a physical representation of that energy. So, you know, love I think that that, that is critical to get love clear that. on. I do. I love that point. We call that wealth set points. And we actually have a program in our tech that my engineers have done that we scan your wealth set points. And I've blown some of my groups away, my Ultimate Awakening group and some of my other classes away. They thought they had a wealth set point where... Um, it's what the energy can hold. It's just a different way of saying what you're saying, but it actually sticks in your field. You cannot fool yourself, your your really heart, soul, your beliefs, all that combines kind of to say, yeah, I don't think I can make over $10 million. And, and who cares? You may not want to make, so it may not matter to you. But maybe you would like to make six figures or you would like to make above 50000 And honestly, we've discovered that some people, and you have too, uh, have well set points that are very low and it makes it difficult to work mm-hmm. with and difficult to help with marketing. And and some of those things need strips. So we are, I could talk to you forever and, and vice versa, <laughs> but I think we've shared some really great information. Cheryl, we can get a hold of you one more time and then we'll have you back in another show uh, if you're willing or, or would like to. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we barely touched on mindset. I, uh, I think we've covered a number of, of limiting beliefs. And I want to go back to, before we head out of here, the breathing that you talked about at the beginning. It sounds corny. People don't do it. I don't do it often enough. And yet, if you can center yourself with your breathing, you're going to get energy and, and the sense of personal power from it. Drop in your website one more time and we've got to go, but we <laughs> will be, uh, I'm sure, seeing and hearing much more from you uh, All right. soon. People can uh, go to my blog at salestactics.org and jasoncanigan.org for my uh, video blog. Thank you so much, Jason. Extreme pleasure. Thank you for sharing uh, yourself with us. Thank you. And if you want to know more about me and frequency and what the heck am I talking about technology and how you can tell your well set point and your limiting beliefs, secrettoeverything.com. We've got a lot of great guests coming up and now we have sponsorship opportunities available. Feel free to write us again. You can fill out the form on the website. So we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We don't take any one of you for granted and we will see you next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.